Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the No Fluff MLM Success Podcast. I appreciate you guys being with us. Uh, this week's going to be a little bit different. I do this quite often in our MLMSuccess.com podcast. I know some of you listen to both. And again, I appreciate you more than I can say. I sincerely do. But this is more of a advanced type training. So I wanted to answer Marquise's questions and uh, it's more towards leaders uh, people that are plugged into what our five core systems or the philosophies of build people people build the business we're in the leadership development business a lot of you guys that listen to the no fluff podcast have huge organizations all over the world and uh, so this is more of an advanced type question and answer session that uh, I want to I want to use for this particular podcast uh, these are the questions from Mike Williams I'm going to let you listen to those now and then I'll come back and answer them Hey, how's it going, Dale? It's Marquise Money Mike Williams. Just want to first and foremost say thank you. That was an awesome podcast, and I really appreciate using our conversation as a platform to educate others. I was enlightened even more, but I only have 90 seconds, so I'm going to jump right into the questions I have that I have not been able to decipher from the resources that you gave. First, with the retention system. At some point during the launch process or during your trainings, do you expose new people? people to the retention system that you're going to use possibly on them at a later date uh, so that they know how to do it with their team or is that a leadership training? Second question, when you talk about not going wide um, and putting people underneath people to kind of build the depth, I've always had a problem with doing that because of a break in communication or people just don't build the relationships and it never really goes deep. So how do you do that effectively? And my last question is with recruiting. Uh, it seems like in a lot of your recruiting techniques, it's about avoiding rejection because that's more duplicatable because most people aren't into sales. But myself, I find it hard not to see a sharp waiter and say, hey, man, do you keep your options open? You seem like a a quality person. Give me your number instead of giving them a sizzle card and saying, hey, if your window's open, give me a call. So is it okay to do both? Okay, we're back. First of all, Mike, I just got to tell you, I appreciate intelligent questions and I appreciate the conversations that we've had through uh, the Ask Dale button at MLMHelp.com and through email. And I so appreciate three percenters that understand that, you know, it's it's really about helping your people move forward, as I know you do, Mike. And uh, again, I sincerely appreciate your question. Look forward to meeting you personally in the near future. For all those of you that are listening, let's get down to the basically the three questions that Mike was asking. Number one, about the retention system. 
the validity of going wide versus deep, and then you know using his God-given talent skills or developed skills sales-wise to prospect. And all three very thought-provoking, awesome questions. Awesome questions. For those of you that are not familiar with the retention system that Mike is talking about, uh, you can learn more about that if you want at MLM-retention, R-E-T-E-N-T-I-O-N, MLMretention.com. And it's just basically the system that we teach for keeping people involved in the program. I believe that people have a 90-day spurt, then they, they run into negativity, they get discouraged, and if you don't catch them after their first slump and get them refocus, reorganize, moving forward, then the odds are they're going to leave your business. And uh, so I just believe in a specific retention system. Uh, our system's called Streak When You Slump, and uh, we have a CD that we actually give to people when they first hit that first slump and uh, helps them get refocused back on their reasons and, and moving forward. Uh, so your question, do you expose new people? Do you teach new people the retention system? And, and that's an awesome question. And here's my funda- fundamental belief, and it's going to relate to everything that we've talked about and what we're going to talk about today, is I believe that as a leader, that you, you, te- you treat every single person on your team, if they're on the 22nd level or on front line to you, like they're front line to you. You treat everybody like they're front line. Because my philosophy, if you want to build an empire in network marketing, is all you have to do is to get through enough numbers to recruit enough people to find the three to five people that want to build it this year and make it happen. And it doesn't matter if they're on the 22nd level or on your first level because the cream always rises to the top. And I think one of the big mistakes that people make in network marketing is they say, well, I'm not going to help them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sponsor somebody under them because they won't work with their people. They won't, they won't do this. They won't do that. And guys, it takes a while for people to develop into leaders in this profession. And key words are develop into. As I've said many times on this podcast, if you can build it with the God-given talent, skills, abilities, credibility that you enter the profession with, the odds are you are going to have major problems duplicating because personality, work ethic, time management, a lot of the skills that you may have been born with or may have developed over the years, many are transferable to this profession of network marketing, but most people don't have them. 97% of the people that enter this profession cannot get anything moving forward with the skill sets and mindsets that they enter the profession with. They have to be developed. And that's why you really sincerely are in the leadership development business. Your job as a leader is to is to scout for talent on your team and then help those people move down the road systematically by learning the five core fundamentals that we talk about. That's how you build a team. It's taking a 
very deep, personal, let's play ball, creating that type of relationship with these people. A book that I've mentioned many times, I'm sure over the years, maybe on this podcast several times, probably have, is called Leadership in the One-Minute Manager. It's called Leadership in the One-Minute Manager. I'm not talking about the One-Minute Manager. Kim Blanchard is one of the co-authors of this book, and it talks about when you bring somebody on the team, you have to coach them in the beginning. Coach, coach, coach. Once they know what to do, then you direct you, and then you move into a supporting mode, and eventually you can get them to a point of delegation. Until somebody is at a point of delegation, you haven't accomplished anything. You're in the leadership development business. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that you develop on your team. That's the bottom line. And how do you develop leaders? You develop them systematically. How? What, what are the systems, Dale? how to launch their business correctly, how to create customers, a retail-to-recruit customer acquisition system, a two-step recruiting process, play one, create curiosity, play two, let them hear the whole story, a retention system, and then after you have those four fundamental core systems in place, it's just a matter of how many leads can you generate on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, to see who wants to come down the road and build a business systematically and who doesn't. And that's the game. That's how you win. You find three to five people a year that want it as bad as you do in three years. You're a superstar with a large, huge, duplicating organization of people. Most people that get to six figures in network marketing are out of the profession in five years. Why? Because they don't have these systems in place. And it's just daunting to think that what how hard they work and it's very daunting to think you know i can i work that hard again to get to this point and level off again and the answer is obviously no but if again and i've said this and i say this to, to drive home a point that that's the only reason i say it when i got to ninety-two thousand, the next year it went to two hundred and fifty-two thousand. but it took me nine years to get to $92,000 a year. Some of you did that your first 12 months. Okay, but I didn't have the skill sets, mindsets. I was a 20-year-old snot-nosed kid that didn't know anything about anything, much less how to build teams. But I understood from the outside looking in and listened to hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of audio that the kind of business I wanted is when I got to six figures, I wanted a group coming right behind me and a group coming right behind them and a group coming right behind them and a brand new batch of people that just joined this month that are launching their business correctly. So when we went from 92 to 252, that's how we jumped to 1.1 million the next year. Why? Because we had a team, not of three percenters, but of 27 percenters, good, honest, hardworking people that had learned the business systematically. It's very well documented. And the next year, from 1.1 million to 3.2 million to 3.8 million, and then retiring at age 39. Because I saw the trend, where the profession was going, and just very dismayed by it. 
So it is what it is, guys, and it works, and it's logical, and it makes sense, and it is a ton of hard work. It's a lot more than getting them in. you got to get them in, keep them in, and help them move forward. So regarding the retention system, Marquise, Money Mike, uh, we don't teach that widespread to our organization. And the reason is because you, there's no value in teaching algebra to somebody that hasn't learned basic addition yet. There's no value in it. You have to teach people where they are. And if and, and teaching advanced ideas, concepts to people that aren't ready for it, does, it might make them feel good for a minute or two, but ultimately it, it provides no value for you. Uh, everything is learned sequentially, step by step, process by process, concept by concept. Everything builds upon the previous system. Every system builds upon the previous system. So, so if I'm teaching somebody how to the retention system and they have not sponsored anybody yet and they've been around four or five months, we're just wasting everybody's time. So the retention system is something that many leaders will experience on your team. Uh, They will go through that. Many will. And we teach that. That's just an advanced system uh, if you have an existing organization with very serious people that have organizations that they're lead guiding and directing, then I think the retention system makes sense. The sad part is we, we sell a lot of that program uh, on our website, and a lot of leaders around the world are using it uh, and have duplicated it through their teams. But the majority of people that buy that are just buying it for themselves to keep themselves in the game. So that's the answer there. I, it's not something that I teach widespread. Again, you, you teach, you treat everybody like they're front line to you. You're a talent scout. You know, you're a talent scout. The odds of the person you sponsor being the one you're looking for is not very good, but the odds of them knowing the person is extremely good. As I was thinking about this, as I was looking at your questions, and I thought about this, as I look back over the years, the only person that I ever sponsored personally that that in in my entire career that really um, that I found and developed from day one uh, there's only a couple and my parents being one of them they were our strongest organization in Shackley my dad was out crying and doing one-on-ones every single week, building for our Thursday night event, uh, you know. And so most of my leaders came from in-depth, from working in-depth and getting down in my organization and developing relationships and figuring out the reasons of people, what they were doing and why they were doing it and what they wanted. And then once I found somebody that was very serious, very teachable, then treating them like they were frontline to me and let the fire burn from the bottom up. And many times I would get down in depth and create a fire with somebody and go to work with them, and it created, it got a, people excited long enough to maybe go sponsor three or four more people that I could find and work with. You're looking for a very select group of people. You sincerely are. 
It's not this opportunity can be done by the masses, but the masses are not willing. You know, they would rather that we live in an instant society. They was, you know, they would rather win the lottery. So that's just reality. And to not understand the way it is, is, is not a good business model. So the retention system, I hope that answers that for you. I do not teach that. It's something that we implement. Uh, a lot of the one-on-one coaching students that we work with are implementing that very successfully in their personal organizations, and they're teaching their handful of leaders how to use it. Uh, it ties directly into the retention system because, it, or into the launch system because in the beginning, if, if you don't figure out why people are doing it and you don't get their top three and their top 20 reasons from day one, then you have no shot of even implementing the retention system down the road over the next 90 days, four or five months, whenever they, they're going to need it. Width versus depth. I love this question. And I will debate this from now till the cows come home. And I totally understand your logic and everything that you said. Uh, uh, Marquise, Mike, I understand it. I've, I've, I've had this conversation hundreds of times with people over the years. And here's the reality. Here's the reality. We expect, we expect new people to do that which they're not capable of doing. We expect new people to do that which they're not capable of doing. And I'll share this story. I learned this the first time uh, early in my career. I had sponsored a car salesperson, or I had sponsored a, a clinical, clinical psychologist. It was a husband and wife team. They were both clinical psychologists. And they had sponsored a car salesperson. And the car salesperson, uh, we were I, we were doing postcards to people that had just purchased a new vehicle. And a couple, young couple, about 45 minutes from Lexington, had sponsored. And the clinical psychologists had went, sat down, done the presentation. They joined, and then they showed up at our, our meeting. And our Thursday night events that we were doing at the time, where we would do an overview and then training. And they showed up and they came back and they came back and they came back. And, you know, I got to know them a little bit, but the clinical psychologist couple were awesome. They were one of our leaders, uh, volume wise in our business. And, and they had been taught everything. They knew the systems. And one night, uh, the clinical psychologist couple that couldn't come. They had something with their daughter or something, and they, they weren't able to be there. But the couple the couple came from 45 minutes away, and when it was over, we just invited them out to eat. And normally we would all go out to eat, but it was just a different night. And when I got talking to them, I realized, I realized, and I was shocked at the fact that they didn't have their top three reasons with them shocked that they had not been taught anything that I had assumed had been shared with them. And that was the first time that ever happened. That's when reality hit me like a brick and, and I've never operated 
that naively ever again, ever, the rest of my career. And this was early, early in my career. So uh, when people say, well, Dale, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna, not going to go deep. I'm going to go wide because people don't support and information doesn't flow down and all that. I, I get that. Totally understand that. Totally agree with that. But here's what I believe. And Marquise, you can go to Spinning Plates, Dale Calvert's Spinning, S-P-I-N-N-I-N-G, Spinning Plates concept. You can find the video on YouTube. It's actually a, a, a cut from our Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire program. Uh, and you can watch the Spinning Plates concept. Here's what I believe. Here's what I've, sh- I've seen happen Here's what I wish every network marketing leader would really understand. And I know that most don't. And see, a lot of people, the reason they keep people front line is because they think, well, that'll keep the commissions and the, the closer to me. And I'm not, you know, that's just reality. They want, they tell people to sponsor everybody front line. So it keeps upline, tells downline that. So the commissions stay closer to them. And I think that's just a such a short-term mentality. And again, I, I understand that I go against the grain on a lot of things, and this is one of them. But my first company, I sponsored over 100 people when it was all said and done. And uh, we had five, six really serious people, and they had a few, and they had a few, and they had a few. My second company is when I really, really refined this whole concept. And my second company, I looked at the company's compensation plan, and I realized I needed to help five people get to a certain level for me to get to the top. And that's the only question that I wanted answered. How many people do I need, how many lines do I need to develop for me to get to the top and the answer was five if it had been 12 or 15 like it was in my previous company then my approach would have been probably sponsor five build depth build depth build depth sponsor five more build depth sponsor five more build depth until I had my 15 lines but what I would but with that company it was five so I had I had to help five people get to a pretty significant level in order for me to get to the top level. And that was my only goal. I had five people. Everybody else that I sponsored, I sponsored hundreds. Everybody else that I sponsored was stacked in depth, in depth, building it from the bottom up. Now, when it was all said and done, down the road, those five people were all making a quarter million dollars plus a year. One of them was making over a million dollars a year. And we had six-figure earners stacked on top of six-figure earners stacked on six-figure earners all over the world. Why? Because I could focus in those five groups and build it strong and deep. But more importantly, and this is what's so important, is I treated everybody like they were frontline to me everybody until I got them to a point of delegation until I got them to a point of delegation so in the beginning I was helping all their people launch their business 
And after they, after a few months, they were ready to help people launch their business. And I was helping them master the retail to recruit system or master the two-step recruiting process. So I'm working in that group with all the people based upon where those people are at that time. You cannot teach algebra to somebody that hasn't learned basic addition yet. And as leaders, part of leadership is understanding. If you're going to run the McDonald's, you have to know who on your team knows how to put all the sandwiches together, who knows how to run the front counter, who on your team is ready to learn how to run the drive-through. It's all unified, systematic, and that's what makes it duplicatable. And there's no good, it does you no good to teach somebody how to do how to learn advanced calculus if they haven't learned algebra yet. It's very systematic. That's how people learn. That's how we are as human beings. So I hope that helps, Mike. I hope that helps. So that's why I believe figure out how many people, how many lines of leadership you need to get to the top of your company. And there's no reason to go wider than that. Because if you build it strong and build it deep, it'll, it'll It'll last forever and it'll pay you forever. People go wide, they get their organization gets weak because you know it takes seven people to become a certain level and these people and I've done it. I made the mistake. You know, it takes only takes seven and they've sponsored a hundred and seven. And if they had just sponsored everybody down through those seven lines, they would have strong organizations because you build it from the bottom up. You build it from the bottom up. If I can find the superstar and you say, Dale, do you want that superstar first level to you or on your 30th? Hands down, 100% on my 30th level. But Dale, it's out of your pay line. I don't care because it'll start a fire all the way up through that line and I can identify who's serious. You know, I can take somebody that might have been ready to quit that could become a great leader that because that fire was started under them, they stayed in long enough to get to that event that touched their lives and changed their life forever. Who knows how it's going to happen? I don't care. I don't care. It just makes more sense if you have a long-term perspective. If you're worried about your PVVVV, whatever they call it, next month, this doesn't apply. If you're worried about your commission check next month, doesn't apply. But that's not what this business is about. This is a leadership development business. It's leadership. It's developing leadership. It's helping people. Well, no, they won't help them. No, they won't help them. Maybe because they just don't want to do it or maybe because they're not ready to yet. But as a leader, you're the one that's responsible for directing, coaching, supporting, and you're responsible for getting people to a point of delegation. Number three, this was a great question. Uh, Dale, if I'm, you know, do do everything that you teach from a lead generation standpoint seems to be to help people avoid rejection. It's so insightful, my man. So insightful. So insightful. Um, and you're talking about you have a sales background and, you know, it's hard for you not to see a waiter out. And instead of giving them a drop card, just ask them if they keep their business options open and getting their numbers so you can follow up with them. Uh, I totally respect that. And I believe that you should always, always double down on your strengths. And if that's a strength for you, I would do it. 
but hear me, I would not do it in front of a new person. Did you hear what I just said? I would do it. You're out and about, but you got a brand new person with you. I wouldn't do it. If I had a brand new person in front of me, and again, I didn't have to worry about this because I had none of the strengths. I had none of those strengths. I could do it all day long today, but I didn't when I started. So if you're doing it in front of a new person, you have to understand 97% of the people in network marketing fear, fear of failure, fears of rejection is a major, major issue for 97% of the population. So you, when you're, you have to do what, what stacks the odds for success in their favor. If they're around, and I'm just being honest, if they're around, I would say, hey, um, you know, we're expanding our team. We're looking for some personable people that know how to smile. And you had a great smile. Here's my here's my, my numbers. My website's on here. Check it out. If you like what you see, I look forward to hearing from you and keep on going, you know. And are, 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 and if they're scared to say anything, they can just leave it on the table with the tip. So I understand what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. Never, never avoid your strengths as a general principle. But understand, it's not about you, man. Mike, you got all the talent, communication skills in the world, but it's not about you. It's not about you. Uh, on this podcast, I don't remember what session it is, but it, there's one called Electrician to a Mercedes. If you get a chance, Mike, if you haven't heard that one, listen to it. Guys from a little small country town, electrician. But if you listen to him and you listen the processes that we took him through, that I took him through, he was, he was, I don't know, seven, eight levels under in depth under me when I first met him. It's called Roger Wagers, electrician to a, to a Mercedes. Listen to that. That's how you develop people. And I can promise you that if that if I had if he thought that he had to have uncomfortable conversations, which are not uncomfortable for you, I get that. But I promise you, they're uncomfortable for most people. And if he had to have uncomfortable conversations in order to build a business, he would have never built a business. I'm amazed at how many gurus teach people to be out in the marketplace and find somebody sharp and ask them, do they keep their options open and, and chat them up? It, it's amazing to me when when we all know that have been around any time at law and look at any kind of stats that 97 percent of the people that scares the living fire out of. Them. It just does. And yes, they can get past that and they can get over it, but they never will if you're trying to teach that class to people until they're ready. And I've had people over the years, you know, that they just start leaving the drop cards, leaving the drop cards, leaving the drop cards. Then they learn how to say a sentence or two and hand it to somebody. And and today they could co-call Bill Gates. You know, it's a development. The people that you have, you, they're going to change. They're going to grow. They're going to develop. They're going to become more than they ever thought possible. When you when you focus on helping them develop the right skill sets and the right mindsets, you're not talking to them about food, food dust, funnels, and, and stuff that, you know, I'm not saying it's not important, but I'm saying we got to get down to where the rubber hits the road. 
and you got to help people grow, learn, and expand, and you got to help them take baby steps first. So, Marquise, always double down on your strengths, but model the behavior that will help 97% of the people that join your team. Model the behavior that will help 97% of the people that join your team. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about Dexter Yeager. Those of you who don't know, that's the highest paid person in Amway. It's not about whoever the highest paid people are in your company. It's about what the 27 percenters can duplicate. That's the game. That's how you win. It's all about those 27 percenters. That's where you win. That's where you win. That's where you build empires. When you find three to five people a year that want it as bad as you do, you don't care where they are in depth. It doesn't matter if they're frontline or 30th level. It doesn't matter. You just find people that want to build something, get something done, and go for it, and then teach them systematically by directing them, coaching them, supporting them, and getting them to a point of delegation so they can duplicate. Hope this guy, hope all this information helped you. Uh, Mike, anytime you want to ask questions, my friend, please do. Uh, you ask intelligent intelligent questions and i know you're plugged into what we're learning what we're teaching what we're about uh, uh, i know you are uh, those of you that are not yet members of the mlm training club i hope you'll go check that out best value for your money in network marketing period if this stuff makes sense to you you're going to love the mlm training club it's an mlm training club Com. This is Dale Calvert. Thanks for listening in, and I'll talk to you next week on another session of the No Fluff, No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.